We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind. It's Friday. We are closing out the work week. I'm Justin Carlucci, aka the Luch, and I got a special guest today, Dre at BX Boogie Dre on Twitter, aka Drizzy26. If that name rings a bell, you probably were staring up at the leaderboards on him in MLB on Thursday. Man, you're having a big week, Dre. Thanks for coming on. How are you? And Man, never leave the table on a heater, Dre. Keep it up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Justin. I'm glad to be here um, and join the podcast with you. Um, yeah, I, let's try my best, you know. Got to get refocused and took that time off from from my day job just to focus and do what I got to do and get back into it a little bit because I'm, I'm, I'm a competitor. So I, I, the money's nice, but I want that first place. I want that title. I want to be the best. So and this is just the beginning. Hopefully it continues. That's the mentality you need because DFS is a grind. And on Wednesday's podcast, the chief and I literally talked about staying in your lane and how much of a process it really is and learning. And it takes a long time to get to where you need to be and kind of always like willing to reevaluate your process. And damn, that kind of came hand in hand with what you just talked about. You know, you took some time off and I, I was looking at your Twitter, you know, I see your tweets and, you, know, you said I had a little bit of a slow month, but I'm I'm focused. I'm ready to roll, and you did it, man. I mean, t- tell me a little bit about your MLB build. I know you had the nuts that took down the uh, the bat flip, 50k to first on Thursday. Some Detroit Tigers there. Yeah, a little nervous with them. I wasn't too heavy on them early in the day, but um, 
don't know. They just kept coming up a lot. Um, in the Bad X, shout out to Derek Hardy with that great projection. He's probably the best in the industry. It's it, it just kept coming up, and I, I asked my friends. I was like, "Yo, how do you feel about Detroit?" They were like, "Nah, man, we're on the Texas more." I said, "Are you sure?" I said, "Detroit just keep coming up." So I said, "You know what? Let me just take a chance and play them. Play five percent of Texas." Play like then end up with like eighteen percent of Detroit in my lineups and just you know just happened and went off. I was nervous at first, I wasn't sure about it, but I'm glad it paid off and it worked out. And Toronto came through for me with the others with the secondary stack and it went really well. And sometimes that's a blessing in disguise when no one else is on a stack that you're getting a lot of, and it was not always comfortable hitting that you know, upload button or submit into your lineup and you get a bunch of guys under sub 5%, which is, you know, when I see a stack and I got guys under five, 6%, I'm like, here we go. I know I'm going to know early if it's going to be a really good day or a really bad day. So congratulations, man, keep it up. And I know you've had some, a lot of success in NBA recently too. And we got a 10 gamer on Friday, which late season NBA is just absolutely insane. And I know you were, had a pretty busy day despite your MLB success. You had a lot of running around to do, and I know you just checked some of the scores recently in NBA. Yo, late season NBA when Corey Joseph goes for 50 and guys like that are popping off. I guess from from everything that you've seen so far on Thursday, what are you most surprised at? Corey Joseph. <laughs> and, 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 and I talked about it. Like, I wasn't going to play no Detroit guards at first, but then – when I kept building um, my lines after the show, it was just hard to not have them in there because they were so cheap and they allowed me to get other players. So I had to put them back in my pool. Um, and I was, I was trying to get more Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant failed and turned out to be Kyrie, which I spoke of too and said, you know, watch him shoot me in the foot and have 50 fantasy points by third quarter. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He went off for 74 uh, FanDuel points today. That's monstrous. Um, something I never would have, well, it's in, his, it's in his game in his bag, but never would have expected that to happen. It was pretty much like the low ownership plays just went off. So, and those are the nights that happen sometimes. You got to be able to just, you know, reevaluate, take that chance, you know, bounce back if you didn't do well. And hopefully, you know, we can make some money tonight, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. I mean, it's very rare that there's a 30-plus point discrepancy between Durant and KD on a given night. And you look at the position breakdowns, especially on FanDuel, and uh, small forward on FanDuel had a lot of unknowns. A lot of guys were pretty volatile in that mid-range when I was building. You know, your Sadiq Bays, you know, he had a flop again. You know, do you want to pay a little more for Bogdanovich kind of thing? You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Then he had some cheap guys like Dorian Finney-Smith in a good matchup. Yet Stanley Johnson chalk, which failed miserably for a lot of people as well. And so I just, you know, I played two higher stakes entries and I played Kevin Durant on one. I thought, you know, raw points wise, you know, this might be the move. He's playing 40 minutes again in his game log. We know Dallas plays slow, but they don't play a lick of defense, but didn't expect him to be under 40. Um, so my two lineups, I think I had the right pieces, but in both of my, you know what I mean? I had the wrong yeah. pieces in each lineup. I had Siakam, by the way, crazy, just overtime game. Neither team wanted to win that one, it looked like. I had Siakam on one team, and, hey, I told the people, I'm going back to Karis LeVert. I went right back to Karis LeVert, came in at 5% because all the supposed value in the Terry Rozier chalk. So uh, I was really pumped to have a good Karis LeVert team. I just didn't have him 
with Siakam, and I think that would have been the difference maker for me. Uh, there were some ownerships that I was really just scratching my head at when all the indie news broke. I blocked in TJ McConnell on both my teams. Sub 10%, good matchup. I was excited. But, you know, Corey Joseph, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when Corey Joseph goes for 50? I mean, I didn't I didn't see that one coming. It is what it is. So uh, he's definitely going to be in a lot of optimal builds, I would think. Yeah, definitely. He was coming up a lot for me, honestly. But I, I was hesitant on him, too. I cut him back to, like, 20% to be at the field. Um, I didn't really want to be over the field on him. I wasn't too keen of him all day. Um, I just knew he was playing. But if I would have, I would have done a lot better as well. But I was also over the field on, on someone like Lamelo. Which Chief, come on, man. We got the games. You got to talk to Lamelo. You got to tell him to please do well. Like, I thought he was going to do well when he got the game. But, know. you know, know, it is what it is. Chief isn't with me tonight. He went to the Hornets game, so good for him getting back out to a live sporting event for probably one of the first times. I mean, I'm itching to get out to a ball game or something. I live about an hour and a half north of Citizens Bank Park and, you know, Wells Fargo. So, man, I'm – Oh, you're not too – you're about like a couple hours from me. Yeah. Yeah, I live in New York, so I'm not too far from you. All right. Yeah, we got to link up, man. We definitely got to – you know, we'll have to hit a little Northeast uh, RG – uh, get together or something one of these days and uh, we'll go stack whatever game we go see see what happens nice I'm with that for sure I might I'm actually might be going to a Brooklyn Nets game in, um, in the next couple of weeks and not definitely the playoffs so awesome I'll hit, awesome. You, I'll hit you up for sure all right sounds good sounds good we got monster 10 gamer so we better get moving a little bit here and of course not all these games are going to be good and if you've been listening to the morning grind it's it's difficult for us to give you good info a day ahead of time on look at Thursday's slate, Dre. We had two teams that have just been a nightmare to deal with all season playing on the same night, Toronto. And at least they put out most of their news ahead of time, which was great. We kind of knew what was going on. We knew we knew the Siakam, Van Fleet shock, et cetera, would happen. And by the way, Van Fleet was a pretty big disappointment. You know, he played well into 45-ish minutes, and I don't even think he hit 40. But also Detroit just playing head games with us, man. We thought we knew who was going to be and who was going to be out. And then, boom, Corey Joseph, who's going to be optimal, uh, and Wayne Ellington, all of a sudden, yeah, we'll roll him out there, you know? So a lot of swapping around maybe like two hours before lock. I didn't expect that news. Did you Did you see that coming? And that kind of changed a lot of things. No, that Detroit news changed everything um, because those are value you weren't expected. Well, players you weren't expected to be there and having certain values you were expecting to have. So, it, it, it kind of made, made people think a little bit, but that's the beauty of the of the of daily fantasy sports. You gotta be able to adjust on the fly with the news. And I tried my, and I, I did, um, and I'm sure I hope everyone else did. But you know, it, it's you have to also remember that, like it's, like you said before, it's the end of the season with basketball, so you gotta expect these things to happen, these changes, and um, be prepared for that at all times. And if you're not able to be by your computer or be by your phone at all times, have the notifications on, don't multi-answer, run one lineup out. That's all I've been suggested most people when it comes to that. Absolutely. Hey, a couple of weeks we'll have these first-round playoff games, and it'll be nice. We'll have, like, some, you know, four to five, maybe a two-day slate, something like that once in a while, and those rotations will be tight, and we'll be ready to rock and roll. Uh, the first game on Friday, we got Philly and New Orleans. I am bringing up the FanDuel pricing right now. Uh, on DK, we have, of course, Embiid at 10-7. 
Zion at 9-9, and we have some injury designations. The big one here is Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's going to miss Friday's game, sprained ankle. So, okay, I'm thinking just my gut instincts in this one are, all right, I'm a little bit worried about a blowout, but if you look or have been following the Sixers the last month, for really the past two years, they let teams hang in there that they shouldn't for at least three-plus quarters. We've seen that the last couple weeks. So, I'm more inclined to maybe dig into a little bit of exposure of this game. Lonzo is 8,100 on a 10-gamer, man. I love Lonzo's game. I love what he's doing. We've seen him put up some monster performances a couple couple days ago against Golden State. Really fast game. Went off. You know, had like 30 points, something like that. I don't know if I could pay 81 for him. I'm just scrolling through uh, these list of players. I mean, uh, no Ingram obviously opens the door for some usage. I, I get it. For Lonzo, I just don't know if I could do it, you know. 99 for Zion on a 10 gamer, at least on DK. That that just man, that like hurts me a little bit to have to want to pay that. So I like the idea of the usage increase, but just kind of looking at things here, you know, depending on whatever happens with Steven Adams, he's doubtful for Friday too. Okay. So we're opening up some minutes, you know, some some serious minutes for a guy like Hernan Gomez, but he's 5K on DK now too. Man, what are your thoughts with uh, you know, 99 for Zion, you know, 81 for Lonzo? Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, I like these plays for tournaments, but the teams, but but the player I would really target the most, I think, is Zion, um, because he has that upside. And and at nine point six k on Fanduel, and what is it, nine point nine on DraftKings? That price is still a little bit. I mean, it's it's probably it's price appropriate, but I think it might still be a little bit too cheap for what he can do, because he still hasn't gotten to his full bag yet, in my opinion. Like. He can get more assists. He can get more rebounds. Um, and he's still in the steals and block upside. It's, it's, it should be high with him. Um, so I think at that price, I think he's a little bit underpriced. Um, and he can, we can see a big game out of him. But I just don't know if we're going to get it. I don't know if you're going to need it from him, um, depending on the other news, too, because there's another power forward. Um, well, this is a power forward on FanDuel, at least, that I like a little bit more. Um, just because um, we got other injury news in that game too, as well, which we'll get to soon. Um, so, so yeah, from that side, it, it would typically just be for me Zion, maybe a little Lonzo ball in tournaments, but the price is a little bit too high. Um, and and that's really about it. I like maybe Willie Hernan Gomez, but the price is adjusted accordingly, and it's a matchup against Joel and B. So you got to worry about foul trouble a little bit there. Is it just makes it a little bit tough to to get to these guys? I feel, but, but they're great tournament plays. Hey, what? Jackson Hayes might be locked into a bigger role without Ingram and without Stephen Adams. Thirty five hundred. You know, if there's a shot that Hernan Gomez gets in some foul trouble, he might even have an even bigger role. Jackson Hayes. That's interesting to me. I mean, I know we haven't seen like a thirty thirty five point fantasy game from him in quite some time, but. He might be into a bigger role here. I'm just, it's just kind of the first value guy that strikes my eye. It's, it's uncomfortable. No way I'm playing him in cash, but I don't mind that for like a tournament value here. Actually, um, James Johnson is going to be, if he probably should go into the starting lineup. So he at 3,500 on FanDuel, he might be a player that I love a lot tomorrow just for that simple fact. And, and he can, he's a boom bust type of play. 30, 30, 3.3K on uh, DraftKings, too. But we know he can get you 30 to 40 fantasy points. And if he's going to be playing the minutes, I, I love taking the chance on and playing him. I, li- I like that idea a lot. I actually couldn't believe he was 200 cheaper than Jackson Hayes. 
when I read Jackson days and I was talking about it, I just assumed I like passed over James Johnson at 5k or something like that, mm-hmm. man, 3,300. You're right. Plays the small forward and power forward on DK. This is the same James Johnson that a huge, had a huge role with Miami the past two or three couple seasons. I mean, this guy could put up those numbers. You're absolutely right. And I guess, as you would say, he has a lot more in his bag than some of these other guys because he rebounds. He can score in the teens, maybe have a 20-point game every now and then. He passed a little bit, get a couple garbage points, too. He's an active kind of guy. And um, and he, he plays was, defense. Yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, wing players can expose Philly a little bit here, you know. You know got, I'm sure Simmons will have a lot of duty on Lonzo, you know, keep an eye on him if he's one of the primary you know, ball handlers and uh, depending on, you know, what they do with Zion. I'm really interested to see if Tobias uh, Harris has to stick Zion for a good portion of this game because – He's just giving up a lot of size, man. So that's that's something to watch for, I think, for sure. Yeah, it is for sure. I I I, I think Tobias can handle. I, well, he ain't gonna handle his own. They're gonna probably mix him a little bit. I would say they're gonna start with him. Maybe then try to get Joel, but then Joel is. I mean, Zion is gonna go right past Joel. So it's it's gonna be tricky. That's why I, I kind of now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking about it more. Zion might be a really good tournament, like like one of the top or tor- top end tournament plays I might consider tomorrow. Just off of that, um, the matchup he's a matchup nightmare. He's too big for he's too big for Tobias, and but he's too quick for Joel. So who can you get to really stay in front of him? You're absolutely right, and we'll we'll see. I I, I can't, you can't stick Embiid on him. No. I mean, you could, but it's not going to end well. I mean, Embiid's a great defender. It's just it's a weird size speed thing. You're right. So I like where he has that there for sure. For sure. This is an interesting one too. Boston and Chicago is the next game on the slate. 7.30, the only 7.30 game on Friday. And Jalen Brown's out. Boston's this other team. We play that carousel, that revolving door of, well, if so-and-so is out, we play one or two or three of these other guys. Well, Jason Tatum's up to 10-5 on DK. That is something, man. What are your, what's your instant reaction on, on that one? I had sticker shock just now because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't expecting. I didn't look at the prices before um, before until just now. But he was my player that I that I love over Zion because he's the usage is just going to go to him, and the matchup against uh, Chicago is a favorable one for him. So I I love getting to Tatum here in the spot. I think. He, I think you can still play him. He's at his price though. Like he's he's priced just appropriate for this matchup. So to me, he, he's definitely fine to play. I would not play Zach Levine right now. Um, he's. I want to see how he comes back. I, I got. I'm gonna watch the film too, probably tomorrow morning, and see how he did. Um, last night. Um, so then those are back to back for them. He actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually limit him or might sit him out in the back to back because of. Because he just coming um his first game back off of COVID protocols and being out for about two weeks, uh. But Vooch is another good play. Um, I don't think there's anyone down there that can stop him. It's just some, and this game should be competitive just so off the simple fact that Boston has not been playing up to Boston's the Boston Celtics standards this year. So, um, he I, I love Vooch for sure. Uh, Kemba's another player that I think you could get behind too in this matchup. Um, it's not a back-to-back for them. So, I mean, it's not a back-to-back for them. So, he should play a full lot of minutes and should be fine as well. Um, my favorite play, um, though, besides Jason Tatum, is Marcus Smart. Um, I love the fact, especially on uh, FanDuel, the, the blocks and steals. 
Um, and at 6.2K is a sweet spot. I think he can obviously exceed that price. Um, he's someone I love a lot, I love a little bit more. Um, especially on, on, like I said, on FanDuel DraftKings, I probably wouldn't play him so much unless you're running a game stack. And that's also like one thing I will also maybe another thing to go off a little bit off tangent, but with the, with slates in general like this, um, I think we got to pay attention to also the teams that are going to be playing um, for something more and um, and target those teams and know the teams that are actually are not playing for something and also but but they're playing really hard because those at least are not going to make for interesting competitive games and not blowouts. Um, so you want to definitely make sure you also play, have players from in your lineups that are me that are playing meaningful minutes and playing for something because I think that matters a lot, um, especially when it comes to these last few days of the regular season. Yeah, and got a new face in the crowd there. Newer face is Evan Fournier, another guy we kind of have to worry about and consider. 5,400 on DK, kind of in that same price threshold that he was for his entire career with the Magic whenever he was listed on a slate. And during his spurts where he played really well, he'd be up in the sixes sometimes. We'd see him up there in that six to, you know, mid-six range. But 5400 is a very fair price for a guy who's uh, damn near gone for seven times value his last two games. He shot the ball well. I get it. You know, eventually you think maybe there'd be some regression. He actually hasn't shot a single foul shot in four games. That's a little ridiculous. (laughs) But, you know, 5400 for a guy. I mean, he is – can you see – we talked about this last night. Can you see a guy – can you see him getting the six times value at 5400? Yeah, sure. And with a little luck, maybe he gets the seven times value. Um but, you know, if I'm setting a build rule kind of thing, if I'm max entering, I, like, I'm not playing Fournier and Marcus Smart together. I think they're both very good tournament plays. Marcus Smart, we know, you know, ball handler sometimes every now and then. But I don't know which one it's going to be. So I, that's a tough decision. But I like the garbage points that Smart's a very active defender. You know, if he has a three steal, two block game, you know, look out. He's going to crush. So Boston is just tough to to really, you know, if you're playing single entry, even with, you know, one of these guys out once in a while, depending on your build, you know, 10K is a lot for Tatum. I get it. We saw him go for 80 like a week ago. So, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on Levine. I mean, he played, what, about 27 minutes. Uh, it was a blowout, though. So, who knows? Maybe he would have played a little more. Maybe maybe they would have had him on a leash. Uh, well, you're right. We'll have to look at some commentary, watch some tape, see what's happening. But uh, I guess there's even a chance they sit Levine on the second leg, right, coming back. And if that's the case – Hey, we're going in on Vooch because you know he's getting that usage hike up there. Yeah, definitely. If if they do sit Levine, I don't, I I, I kind of don't expect it, but I, I, but you never know because they're not. I don't know how. I don't know where Chicago is in the playoff standings right now. Um, I don't think they I think they're a little bit out of it, if I'm correct. But if Levine sits, then you then you have to definitely probably look at playing Kobe White. Uh, that was up a little bit more for that young in my opinion, who was already still getting minutes. Um, and then. Pat Williams, um, who's one of my favorite young rookies this year, um, you could, he's, I know he's, his price has gone up and he's priced, I think, appropriately, appropriately for being for without Levine there. But I think if Levine sits, he can have that upside and and get you probably thirty to thirty five fantasy points in his matchup, and that'll be like his ceiling if anything. But it's it'll be it'll be hard to get on that, and I'll be like more of a last piece in if anything. I just saw Fournier's 6K on FanDuel and Marcus Smart 62. So, you know, gun to head, I'm taking Smart just because with those blocks and steals upside he has, you're right. I like Fournier a lot better at that 5,400. 
on DK. DK. Yeah, because Marcus Smart 69. That's tough to pay for. I, I'm probably yeah. out of Smart at 69. Yeah, I can't get behind that at all. It's to me that's that's too expensive. It's no upside on that on DK with that price tag, unfortunately. I, I, and also, we also one person we didn't talk about who is in a kind of revenge spot is Daniel Tice. Yep. Um, especially if Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams are out, uh, Daniel Tice could have a field day along with Vucevic in that front court. I agree. I agree. What's his price on DK? Fifty three. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was half jokingly going to bring up Tice, but you're right. If I saw the knees <laughs> next to Williams and Thompson and. Uh, there might be a little something extra there. Tice gave his heart and soul to the Celtics, man. He was kind of the unsung, you know, uh, you know, the guy to punch someone in the face and get the team going kind of thing, right? Like that was yeah. the thug of, of Boston. He was their guy to, to get him going. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, let's move on here. We've got, man, a ton of games, a ton of games, and obviously a lot of news breaking. The Hornets, another team, what are they going to do on Friday? Man, we need to, like, hit up Chief real quick and get him to phone in or something. Second leg of a back-to-back. So, on Thursday, they didn't have Bridges. They didn't have Devontae Graham. Of course, they didn't have Gordon Hayward, who is still out. Um, You know, and you have Lamella, who came back recently, you know. He was only playing, like, 30 minutes the first couple games. (sighs) He's up to 8,200 on DK. Rozier's up to 8K. That is... A lot. And we saw P.J. Washington come back, played fairly well. Uh, 7K on DK. Man, their prices are up on DK. I got to be honest with you, I don't think I'm in on any of them on DK at those prices unless we get word that maybe uh, you know someone new is going to sit on Friday. Yeah, the DK, they, they, they I mean, tag. see, I, I like – I'm the type of person that will take chances and play these guys on DK just because I don't know we'll play them on DK. Um, I know it might not work and it won't work out because the prices, like you said, are too high, but LaMelo's in such a good matchup. I, I uh, it's, it's hard to not want to take LaMelo and especially in a bounce back spot from him yeah. having not a good game last night or tonight, last night. I, I just, it's going to be interesting to see, but Definitely not on DK. It's hard to to get anyone in this game, except for maybe like RJ Hampton. I still think there's still price. Um, there's still upside in this price. Um, fifty two hundred against Charlotte. It's gonna. It should be more of an up pace game. I, I don't mind. I don't mind getting to him. Um, and and that's really about it. Um, I know we also had um, what Caleb Martin and Cody because uh, Cody Martin was out. So Caleb Martin could also be in play if they're still running on a um pretty much a small um small small uh core small group of players that are gonna play. Um so if, if Caleb is if Caleb is in in the starting lineup, he's someone I definitely would consider too as well. If if not if the Cody is, then Cody is to um a better play for sure. Yeah. But no, um, I, I see where you're coming from. Another big price discrepancy on FanDuel, Hampton, 6,300 on FanDuel. We're talking, what, 1,100 difference there. That's, that's quite a bit. And he's been playing really well. I think you can still play him. He could. I think, I think you still can. Like, 63 might be probably the – It's like, you know what? It's like if I'm multi-entering, I want to go over yeah. the field because he's going to come in like 7 or 8%, right? And same, yeah. same thing with those uh, – 
with LaMelo and Rozier on DK because people are going to see that price and they probably won't be in optimal projected builds at those prices. But if I see them, you know, 10% or less, I'm like, all right, maybe they'll go 15, 20. If I'm playing single entry, I don't know. You know, there might be better options. But, you know, if I have a couple entries to burn, well, not burn, you know what I mean? Take your shots, play, you know, play the ceiling game. I, I like that a lot. How about Mo Bamba? The guy's just been crushing when he's been playing. Uh, mm-hmm. Wendell Carter's out again. He's going to see playing time. He's one of those guys that might see gar- he sees garbage time kind of regardless. So he, he'll either play in a competitive game or he'll play down 20 at this point because they want to see what they have out of him. So he's in a really unique situation. 6,900 on FanDuel is getting up there, but 6,100 on DK against Charlotte. I'm in on Bamba. Oh, yeah. I I love Mo Bamba. Um, on FanDuel, I think, it's, I think there's like a sneaky game sack situation that you could just get like three to five players uh, of this game and, and just see what happens and hopefully it could be um, a lower own one and go off. Uh, DK, like you said, Mo Bamba, 6,100. Just... He might be one of the better center plays on this. He is definitely one of the better center plays, but he might be like one of the top, top two or top three center plays on the slate. Um, just from looking at all the other games, it, I, I can't, in center being how it has been this year, I can't really see myself getting away from it, really, honestly. I, I like, I like Mobamba a lot. I think I like him too, even on D, even on FanDuel at that price. I still would, wouldn't mind paying for it because I know the upside he brings to the table um, and the also with the blocks and steals upside too um, and being worth three points over on FanDuel is worth a lot. So, Mbamba is an excellent player on both sites um, and definitely like probably, like like I said, top three center play on the slate, in my opinion. Here, I'll back that up for you. The last four weeks without Wendell Carter on the floor, Mo Bamba's played 281 minutes, which is a big sample size over the last month without Wendell Carter. 1.34 DK points per minute, which is serious. So per 36, that comes out to 48 DK points. Might not play 36, but he'll probably play 30. You, know, you do the math and you're like 6,100. I'm in. Could he get the six times value or more? Hell yeah, he can. So I'm with you. I like the Bomba play a lot on Friday. He's he's really showcasing himself, Dre, the last four uh, four weeks, and it's, it's, the numbers are speaking for themselves here. Oh, they definitely are, and, and that's one thing I'm, I, I like. I like that. I, li- I like him as a player. I don't know why Orlando has not played him more. I don't know why they even traded for Wendell Carter to begin with. Um, I just hope that that was just, you know, to, to just balance with the books. But then, you know, he's out of there after this year and they start Obama full time. Because so I think he's worth definitely uh, a starter in this league for sure. Yeah. And Wendell Carter still trying to kind of find his own. Carter's kind of just that undersized center. He's like in I don't between, know, man. You know? He, he's, he's so shaky. Like, I, I, I played him a couple times earlier this year when he first got to Orlando because he was such a good – he was so cheap and he was performing really well at first. But then Wendell Carter went back to doing Wendell Carter things and not playing well. So <laughs> I said, you know what? Let me just never play this man again. I learned my lesson the hard way. Every now and then you got to blackball somebody from your player pool. And if it's Wendell Carter, it's Wendell Carter. I got, I got something for you here. Jimmy Butler has a questionable tag in a revenge game against Minnesota on Friday. Let me also run this by you. Here's the Eastern Conference playoff picture right now. Miami's in the seventh seed. They're 35 and 31. 
The Celtics are also 35 and 31 in the sixth seed. So this is major, major stuff here when you talk about the play-in tournament. And the Hawks have 31 uh, losses in the in the loss column as well. So Jimmy Butler, unless he's really hurt, this guy's lacing him up tomorrow. Wouldn't you think so? I hope so. He's on my that Miami's my team, so he better lace him up tomorrow. We need him to play tomorrow and, and get this W. Minnesota is a revenge game. I don't think he even played the last time they, they, they played. I think he was out for the same reason, for him being sick. So I need him to, like, kind of um, – actually, no, he did play the last time. I'm looking at it right now. I thought he did it. He had a monster game, too. So I need him to just, you know, take some Theraflu, whatever you got to take, get over, your, get over the cold. And get out there and just ball out. Pass it's, the it's COVID a perfect test, matchup. Jimmy. Pass the COVID test and get out there. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like just ball out. It, 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 Miami's and they they've been a little bit disappointing this year overall. But I think once we get to the playoffs, we is they're a dangerous team that they, I feel like most teams don't want to see in the playoffs because we have guard, we have players at every position that can switch, play well, and all we have to do is just get hot on the right night. But um, I think this game will be interesting, an interesting one to target, too, because Minnesota doesn't play defense that well. Carl Anthony Towns is not a great defender. He's still underpriced, too, as well um, uh, for, for what he should be doing. I think this game is just from the main pieces, you take them and, and maybe have them as, like a, as a secondary, like one-off stack, like one-and-one. It, you can you can get the nuts with this too, the, especially with the way Anthony Edwards has been playing lately. I'm with you. I love the spot for Butler if and when he plays on Friday. Not only the revenge narrative. I mean, I'll take it. I'll take any extra whatever you can get. But you're right. Minnesota doesn't play defense. They don't play terribly slow either. They give up a ton of points. So I think it's a great spot for Butler. Uh, both sites, in my opinion. It, hypothetically, if Butler's out. Well, then Bam gets the usage bump. We've seen it. I looked it up the other day. I'll have to try to pull it up again um, as we keep talking here. But Bam's been playing really good basketball. Thousand cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DK, too. Center's loaded on FanDuel, for sure. So uh, it's tough. But if you're multi-entering, I think you might need some shares of Bam regardless in this matchup. You know, if Jimmy's in, Bam might be a little contrarian because you got Jokic, you got Embiid, you got Mobamba. The list goes on. So, um Interesting game here, and uh, I think there'll be some fantasy implications. And you're right. I'm a Sixers fan. Miami is the team. Uh-uh. Don't want it. You get <laughs> Oladipo healthy, make sure he's good. You talk about length. You bring in Trevor Ariza. Like, Miami compiled every wing defender the league has tried to throw at LeBron. Like, the championship teams. All right, Ariza, vet minimum. you got to cover LeBron, you know. Oladipo, mm-hmm. long. Butler, you know, cover. Iguodala. I don't want any part in seeing Miami in the first round. So you're, you're absolutely right. And, hey, you sneak in the playoffs healthy is half the battle and take it from there and see what happens. So good luck to you, Dre. Maybe our Sixers in Miami will clash at some point. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I, I hope so. That will be an interesting series to see for sure. I, I I I really do think that Jimmy especially would love to see the Sixers in the first round. Oh, Another regret. Another revenge spot, especially against Ben Simmons. I think he really wants to stick it to bed. I know. I often wonder if Doc was the coach at the time and things were different if Jimmy would have – you know what I mean? Like, Brett Brown ran a clown show there. Nobody respected him. It was clear. It was terrible. But, I mean, just look at the body language of the Sixers and the way, the way they're conducting themselves on and off the court. Things are different. 
I really wonder if, if, if he would have stayed, you know, just a weird situation falling out, but he's done a hell of a job at Miami and they're a fun team. Definitely. Yeah. He, they are definitely like, I think they like, he want he just wanted structure. He just want and he wanted to get paid appropriately. You don't, why would you not pay Jimmy? I don't understand why the Sixers wouldn't pay him, but you know, I'm not going to complain because he went to my, my team. So I'll complain. Gonna... It sucked. You should have paid him. <laughs> Bust out the checkbook. Come on. There had to be more internal problems there than we knew. You know, I, I, I don't know. But anyway, I think we agree. Some good spots for Jimmy if he's, if he's lacing them up tomorrow. Houston yeah. and Milwaukee, man. Two other teams that have been on and off the injury report quite a bit. Kevin Porter Jr. got hurt the other day on top of everything else. Kelly Olenek had 66 on FanDuel the other day against Embiid. Okay. Good for you, Kelly. He's questionable Friday, though. Uh, Christian Wood has a questionable tag. This is a team that's going to be a mess. Deshaun Tate. Uh, he cleared COVID protocols, it looks like, but he's still questionable. He made a locker room trip this week in one of the games, too. So, you know, something happened to him. So, oh, man. Houston might be a little bit of a nightmare. I think if we're banking for any early news on this slate, I think it might be Houston. You know, while a lot of their value isn't super intriguing, but, you know, if some of these guys play – and some of them don't, then there's still going to be, you know, pretty nice usage bumps. Like, let's say Olenek, the Porter's out. If Olenek's also out, let's, hello, Christian Wood. Let's hope you keep it competitive with the Bucks for three quarters by some, by some miracle, right? And, uh, you know, you know what that usage bump is and that role increase kind of thing. So it's kind of like a last man standing here. I think whoever is actually active out of this, you know, five to eight bodies that are going to run out there might be worth a couple multi-entering shares for sure. I have a weird theory about this game. I have I feel like this game is either gonna go one of two ways. I feel like if we get the news early and Christian Wood, Kelly Olenek, and and, and are out as long as um I think then the Milwaukee Bucks might try to rest Giannis. Yeah. And and let Drew and um and maybe Giannis and Drew and let Middleton play because Middleton didn't play the last game. That's my weird. That's my weird thinking about this game, but something isn't right with this at all. Uh, and I just feel like Milwaukee will do it, um, especially when they know they could beat Houston without their main players being on the court, um, and especially when they want to get healthy. Because I know also they didn't. Um, what's his name got hurt too last game? Um, PJ Tucker. So yeah. th- that's someone I think they want. I think they want to try to make sure they're all healthy. So. I wouldn't be surprised if we just see some injuries magically appear where, oh, a knee for Giannis or yeah. or yeah. or like a shoulder or something for Drew Holiday from shooting so much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, Chris, Chris Middleton missed the train of the game. He can't play, you know, shit like that. It's like, here we yeah, go, exactly. injuries. Yeah, exactly. So that way, I think, so to me, though, like if this game does that, I love Bobby Portis. Yeah. Dante DiVincenzo, if he plays, because um, he might end up resting too. He's one of the key players. But um, honestly, if if this doesn't happen, though, and if they do all still play, I can't – I don't see how much you can get to him besides maybe a little bit of exposure in tournaments because this game should be a blowout. Like, there's no – there should be no competition unless Kelly Olenek is playing a student. And Kelly Olenek has been playing – Way above his ceiling. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know what the water. What happened with the water in Houston, or what's going on there? But he's just playing lights out. I wish he played that when he was with Miami. Um, but 
if he's on the court and he's playing like that and, and the game's competitive, they have a chance to possibly still win. But it, this would be this is definitely a all or nothing game stack if they're all in and um if they're all out then we're gonna have a lot of value that we're gonna be taking away from this game. Yeah. And I think if there's some min price guys on Houston to open up, I think you can maybe punt one of them as a one off and just, you know, hope they play well in twenty five minutes kind of thing. But We'll have to see. Yeah, the Nets are in a weird spot. They're a half game out of second. They have a pretty comfortable lead against the Knicks. Yeah, but with, with the playing tournament, among other other things, it makes it hard to project who you want to match up with. You don't really know who's going to get in that 7-8. I mean, right now, as of right now, Brooklyn and Miami will be playing in the first round, according to uh, the standings I pulled up. <laughs> Man, that would be fun. I'll be going to Brooklyn every single day. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> By the way, I know we're on the pod, but I, I years ago I had a little internship with the Nets. The first year they moved to Brooklyn, I don't know how I landed it. I was very proactive, you know, did a little networking. I needed it to graduate college back in uh, 2013. That was the year Joe Johnson was balling out. That was oh. a great year to see some of those games. But anyway, I spent some time. Uh, I stayed in a, in a, uh, Carlton Ave. Oh, my God. Fort Greene. So I walked to the Barclays Center. You know, five minutes I was there. How awesome is the Barclays Center, Dre? It's amazing. I, I, every time I'm, I'm a little high maintenance, I guess myself. I love to sit courtside every time I go to the Barclays. It's amazing. It's probably one of the best arenas I've been in. Uh, next to Golden Stakes, I went to the new arena chasing Center last year. That arena is phenomenal. Um, but Barclays, I love it. I got, I'm actually in the process of hopefully getting season tickets to it next year. Nice. Um, so um looking forward to being at the games a lot for sure. And funny story, that season that you were there, I remember I got off a flight from California, from from New York. I mean, from California, came back from California to New York. And I went straight to the Barclays Center to watch the, um, the Nets play the the Denver Nuggets. That's when Jokic was like in his first or second year, I yeah. think. And Joe Johnson, the game-winning shot. The, that the, everyone went nuts in that place. Oh, I was there. I have that video on my phone still, I think, or on my Facebook. Yeah. I'll have to send it to you. I, yeah, was, I was there. Yep, I was there. That was when Deron Williams was still falling out doing his thing. He was underrated, man. That that was a cool team. Gerald Wallace. I mean, that's when Brooke Lopez, man, when he he was. Oh, yeah. I was telling the story to Chief a couple, maybe like last year, but I'd get to the arena at like two o'clock on a game day to. I would like help all the vendors lug all their garbage in and, you know, in a suit. And I checked my like uh, iPhone app. I'd walk like 11 miles a day in a suit. Like I was sweating balls by the end of the night. But the cool thing was if I got all my stuff done, they're like, yeah, you can watch the second half at like one of these lower bowl seats. So, I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm in, sign me up. But um, Brooke Lopez was in that building one, two o'clock getting up jumpers because he didn't come into this league with a jump shot. And if he didn't have that three-point shot stretch to floor ability, he might not even be relevant in this league anymore. So that's the guy who put a lot of work in and also another guy who might be a rest candidate for Friday is where I'm going with this too. <laughs> yes, he might be for sure. He yeah. has not rested a lot this season too. So it's, he he deserves at least a game or two off. He's a big part of that team. A lot of people kind of forget about him, but he's been really good defensively, man. He gets a lot of stock. So really I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised at that, but – He's gotten better at that as as time went on because I feel like you said that shot he needs to improve on and and being able to be active and get those blocks and steals so that's helped him a lot stay more relevant in the league. I'm with you. Hey Dallas, second leg of a back to back. 
Porzingis questionable, didn't play Thursday. Maxi Kleber didn't play Thursday. Luca just isn't getting those 70 bombs he got almost religiously when Porzingis was out last season. We've seen it a couple times, but he's 10-9. And I know it's I know you want to be ahead of the herd and get that 70 bomb when no one's expecting it, but we just have rarely seen it. You have any theory on Luca and like where these ceiling ceiling games are? I I've always felt like he hasn't done well without Porzingis on the floor. I know he's had a few good games lately without Porzingis on the floor and performed really well and hit those seventy point bombs and markers, but I don't know. I can but the thing about it is, is in this matchup specifically, I can see it. I, I can see some reason for a lot of some of these games in the slate being competitive, but I also know how Colin Sexton plays and know how Cleveland's been playing lately. Um I I think I think this game can be competitive. It should be competitive. Um, so I don't mind taking Luca in the spot. He's not the he's not my top spend on the on the slate. Actually, well, he might be depending on what happens with this Laker game. Um, since we just got news that Anthony Davis is going to not start in the second half, so um, I, I think Luca could be in a phenomenal spot in. If that happens, and this game's going to be up tempo, fast, and like you said, we know that that um, Dallas is not playing defense. So Colin Sexton on the other end is a top play. They don't have really have any bigs that should be able to stop Jared Allen. Seven twos at, at where he should be on Fanduel. I think he's priced appropriately. He's still in play though for me, um, and on and he's same price like on DK. So wow, that's that's very rare, but it's a good thing. Um, Kevin Love. Um, I don't know what to do with him. He's a Russian roulette kind of guy. You got to take your chances. He's a true GPP play just because he ain't happy in Cleveland. And I know y'all were talking about him saying the free Kevin Love, get him to Portland. (laughs) I'm all behind him because I think he would be good. He would be a great fit in Portland. Yeah. But but he's he's worth playing and just seeing how it turns out. But don't be surprised if he gives you like a 24-25 fantasy point game because he just – doesn't have his heart all in it right now. So if so Seti Osman would just be the other option for me on that team. Yeah, if I'm if I'm playing Kevin Love, I'm multi-entering. I'm I'm playing a bunch of lineups and I'm gonna go a little bit overweight. I mean he's gonna come in at you know sixty five hundred on DK. What is he? I'm sure he's around six K on FanDuel, right? He's he's fifty nine on FanDuel and he's six what he's six five on DK. Yeah. I'm thinking he'll be fairly low owned regardless. So he's a he's a guy who super volatile super range of outcomes a lot of different possibilities could happen he could go for 12 or 40 kind of thing because you never know if he's getting 22 minutes or 29 minutes um great matchup like you said though so if he comes in at you know seven eight percent projected ownership he's another guy where i'm like all right i'll go twice the field and what it does is it gives me a little bit more exposure but doesn't exactly bomb a bulk of my lineups either you know so uh i'm with you on that and, and colin sexton's been great coming off a dud against portland you know, a, a, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. So I like him as a bounce back candidate as well. And uh, just see the the Twitter drama or the rumors saying uh, his teammates are mad at him that he hogs the ball all the time and all this stuff. You know, you think you think Sexton is the guy that reads stuff on Twitter, or is he just, is that going to piss him off and he's just going to shoot more? I don't really know, Boogie, but I, I thought, I thought I, it was kind of funny. <laughs> I think he really just. I think he reads it. I think he just doesn't care. Like just by his attitude on the court, he's all like just just remember the 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 famous video that he has when he was just staring back at the other player, looking at him. He does not care. 
he's gonna college, be like, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be like, okay, I'm just gonna keep shooting. What are you gonna do? There's no one else on the team, so I'm going to shoot the ball. Um, and that brings me to another good play, Isaac Okoro, who's a great TPP play. Uh, because he has he either make your lineup or he could sink your lineup, but you have to know that going into it. So if you're most high answer, definitely play him for sure. But Sexton, he I love his heart. I love his heart. He's he's a great young player. I think he's gonna do wonderful things in his league, hopefully. Um and just gotta get I think he just gotta get out of Cleveland. Cleveland they they're building something good, but how long is it gonna be good for? Because it, it, the way, like you said, they were talking, it don't look like they like him a lot, and he might want to get out of there. Yeah, I can see that for sure. They just have a log jam of of random talent piled on that roster. Like, like what are you going to do with Larry Nance? How long do you want to get a look at him? If you're not going to, you know, I know he's yeah. got injuries, but you know, trade him for some draft picks or something to a team that's going to, like, use him, use him, or something like that. I, I don't know. They just have a bunch of weird personnel on that team right now. It's definitely weird. Trade him to trade Larry. Well, I don't know where Larry Dance would go, but let's get Colin Sexton down to South Beach and see what. Yeah, because you got yeah, because Miami needs more talent. Yeah, <laughs> get him out to the West. Let's just get him out of the Eastern Conference. Um, hey, how about the first quarter Jokic had the other night against the Knicks? I mean, oh my God, he took him was... to the woodshed, man. He took him to the woodshed. Yeah, they were just like uh, Jokic is to me. He's the MVP. He's MVP this year in the league. I just. Like he he's unbelievable. I think I think Denver wanted to come out and make a point that game. They were like, "All right, we're not playing with you. We're still, even though we don't have um, Jamal Murray, we're about to just show you who we really are, and we're about to just dominate. While we're the one of the best teams and not the best team in the West." I like Jokic tomorrow. The Rudy Gobert matchup. I, I'm okay. I mean, I, I'm oh. fine. I don't mind it. This is going to be a, a great game because this is going to be a great game to watch. Probably, uh, well, probably still a good fantasy game too as well because you got a lot of pieces out. But definitely a great game to watch. Jokic on that side, and then you got Clarks on the other side. Michael Porter Jr. You you have to love all these pieces on this side of the, this game. Uh, I, I don't like Rudy, Rudy Gobert's nine K on on DraftKings. How do you feel about that price? Because to me, that's a little bit too high in my opinion. Yeah, I'm good. I like the Jokic side of this matchup. It is what I meant to to say. No, I, I, I don't know that. Yeah, of course. Um, Gobert's been wildly inconsistent this year, and Jokic gave him uh, gives him a lot of trouble. I think you know we we saw some great games in the bubble last year between these two teams, and there was times where I thought Jokic was really passive and kind of deferring to Jamal Murray when he really didn't have to, which is fine because Murray played really well in the bubble. Now Jokic has no choice. He has to. He has to do it all. He's got to do it all. What's the point of Aaron Gordon coming to town? He's in the doghouse. Apparently, Mike Malone doesn't even get any run. He's the prototypical kind of replacement to get on the court in a situation like this. Well, Barton's out too. If Aaron Gordon can't get on the court now, something's wrong. What's your what, like? What's going on here with Aaron Gordon, Dre? I was actually just about to like. Why were you were mentioning his name? I was thinking about him. I'm about to say that this might be the game. This might be the Aaron Gordon game. Like forty three hundred on on FanDuel, five K on on DraftKings in a in a matchup where you need to probably win to to for just for seeding in the playoffs and also for to 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 let them know that hey we are still a a top contender in this in the in the West. 
I think Aaron Gordon can have a big game and, and should come out and just and destroy this front line. There's no one else to guard him. He should be able to cut through the lane and get the passes off from Jokic while he's um while they try to double team him and and slash and, and just make the and, and dunk all day and not pull up a mid range. I know that Michael Porter's been getting a lot of the usage, which which probably which which hurts um Aaron Gordon. I know because he's also the he's like the third scoring option and third primary ball handler. I would say, but Aaron Gordon, I think this is the spot where we see that monster game. Honestly, from Aaron Gordon, I think tomorrow I'm gonna go over the field on him. I think I love high can... takes. This is what we're here for, man. Yeah, I think he's, he's gonna be so low, even at the price. You look at his game log; he hasn't played 30 minutes since dinosaurs roamed the earth, and. You know, he's putting up 11 DK points, 7 DK points. Now here's a 20, 16, you know, 28. Okay, so, you know, he is, like you said, another Russian roulette kind of guy. But if you're multi-entering at that price tag, he's got killer upside. I just don't understand the move. Like, They brought him in to not play him. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. There has to be some beef there, Mike Malone. Either beef or or maybe they're just nursing his injuries to make sure he's healthy for the playoffs. True. That could be it too, because he was hurt on Orlando before he came back. Tell you what, if you you know play some round one NBA and if Gordon still's kind of been dragging his feet, there's the time to look for the big game at low ownership, right? Because that's a pretty good theory. If you give if you give him 30 minutes in game one round one at sub 10% or something like that on one of those slates. There's your leverage, right? I mean, yep. there it is. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Anybody else from this game, you know, other than Jokic, you know, Compazzo's been playing great too. I just like, I never want to pay 5K for him, probably because he had five steals in each of his last two games. So I don't know. I mean, he's handled the ball a lot. He, he gets a decent amount of assists. He chips in some peripherals. I just don't know about Utah. I, Man, I'm so on the fence about Campazzo at 5100. Can you can you get me uh, on or off the ledge here, Dre? It's hard because I'm 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 on it too myself because Campazzo he's a tricky guy. Like I don't I'd expect him to come into the league and play this well, honestly. Um, but he he has, and I think in this matchup you can play him. I think you should have a little bit of exposure if you're multi-entering. Just because he's six K um on, on DK I mean on FanDuel and he's what is he on DK? He's five one on DK, so he's a better player on DK for sure. Um and I would probably get more of my exposure over there uh, for him. But there's no who, who's gonna guard him? Um Jordan Clarkson who doesn't play defense but comes off the bench. I, I don't there, there's no one that should be able to match up with them. I, and he had a good game against the Knicks and their slow paced team, which I wasn't expecting for that to even happen. So I, I, I like him tomorrow a decent bit. Um, I think this game is either going to go one of two ways, too. It's either going to be high scoring or it's going to be very, very, very low scoring. So that that's another thing because Utah is either Utah's either going to keep it nice and tight and structured and, and at slow pace, or they're just going to let it or or like. Everything's going to break loose and hell's going to break loose. And we're just going to see Jokic have a monster game and they're going to be up and down and running, which I would prefer more so um, just for the simple fact of the players in this game. Um, but I, I think he's a, he's worth the shot for sure. Uh, Michael Porter's another play I love. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's getting up there in price, but I think you can still play, play him um, as a tournament leverage play, if anything. 
Um, but my favorite play probably from this game next to uh, Jokic is um, Joe Ingles. Um, and well, besides Aaron Gordon, but Joe Ingles, um, he's still only 6.3K. His price isn't moving, which I don't know why it's not moving. Um, I know he's living in a 30 fantasy point um, range, but I think DK got it right. But FanDuel, to just play him at 6.3, I think he's a little bit too cheap, and he has the upside for 40 in this matchup. Yeah, I think Bogdanovich has a pretty high floor at 5,700 on FanDuel um, as well. You know, he's a guy who's generally pretty scoring dependent. But if you're playing cash games, I don't mind that price. You know, under 6K, he's going to see 30 minutes if the game's kind of close. Um, here's here's some food for thought for you. I pulled up the, uh, the game flow from the Knicks game, which was a mm-hmm. blowout. So Aaron Gordon played 22 minutes. Didn't play a second of the fourth quarter. Maybe he was on pace for 27 to 30. Jokic obviously didn't play any of the fourth quarter. Campazzo played about half the fourth quarter, so that's interesting. Paul Millsap played 24 minutes, none of the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. That was the game against the Knicks. I was like, what game was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking at, like, I want to see where these minutes were going. Maybe Paul Millsap gets some burn, you know? Um he was on pace to play 27, 28, maybe 32. Uh, but Shaq Harrison, you know, garbage time. Austin Rivers played most of the fourth quarter. Had a really great game, but he had 11 of his points in the fourth quarter and YMC, YMCA, you know, trash time kind of stuff there too. So you're right. If Gordon, maybe the leash is slowly coming off. And Aaron Gordon didn't score against him, Nick. That's terrible. Zero That's- real points. That's bad because he had a he had a pretty good game the last time we played them too. So I, I think I think he's just I, I don't know what it is. I, I just I hope it's just he's he's trying to manage his injuries and, and play it safe, but we won't know until like you said, probably come playoff time or a competitive game like this one takes place. Here's my hot take. Aaron Gordon has at least two real points on Friday. We'll see what happens. <laughs> who knows at this point? Man. Oh boy. Uh, this is going to be a prop of the day over under two points for Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Knicks and Phoenix. This game just screams slow in defense, no pace, right? Gritty grind, maybe kind of game. Wow. Uh, just without knowing the prices, you know, can, do you target more than one or two guys from this game? This is going to be a low owned game, I think, on this 10 game or just with the defense and the pace. What are your thoughts on this one in general? Yeah, I don't. Only players I'm playing are. are like the stars from this game or, or the main pieces like Randall, Chris Paul, Booker, and maybe a little bit of Aiden because his price is good. That's about it. I can't see myself playing anyone else really for this game. It's 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 going to be, like you said, slow and really competitive. It's not going to – you can obviously get an upside game from Chris Paul, Booker, any given day, but that that's really it, or Julius Randall. But th- those are the three main guys I would target, and that's it. I, I'm going to probably stay far away from this game as much as possible. That's pretty much spot-on analysis. I mean, I'll have some Booker shares and some Randall shares, and that's probably uh, about it. So let's get to a fun team, Sacramento, another team who's been putting us through the ringer the last couple of weeks with everything. Darren Fox had COVID. He didn't play Wednesday. Is he going to play Friday? I don't know. But he healed him. <laughs> Halliburton, man, you hate to see that too. Such a good young player. Man, you know, now he's out for the rest of the year. Prayers up to Tyrese. Hopefully he recovers well and is able to start the season because I love the kids' game. But so then you got Buddy Heald, who's at 7,800 on Fandle. And it's been a while since we've seen Buddy Heald at, at this 
a price, but now he's forced to do more than just, you know, come off screens and shoot a three. He's got to handle the ball a little. He's putting the ball on the ground a little bit. Um, you know, Marvin Bagley coming back off injury, 7K on FanDuel. We are up there now. And, uh, of course, everybody's favorite fantasy player this week, DeLon Wright, <laughs> 7K on FanDuel. So I know if we were on Crunch Time or something, people would say, what are you doing with DeLon Wright? He's on a heater. 7K on FanDuel. And on DK, we got him at 6,800. So they're really close. And Buddy's 8K. Wow, we're getting up there. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. I can't do it. I can't do it for football injuries. <laughs> nope. I can't do it. I guess I guess I I'd still consider Delon some shares of Delon. But at that point, he's not gonna get three steals and five blocks every game, right? Like he, he was and I get it, he was crushing without them, but I think I'm out on them tomorrow and I'm just gonna roll the dice and, and hope they kind of regress a little bit. Um I don't know. That's why I hope Darren, Darren Fox is out tonight. I I like Darren. I like DeLon Wright tonight. Um, I think the matchup is still good against San Antonio. And this whole game is a good game as far as in, in general. But um, I love I love when it comes to um, it's, it's two different it's, it's two different plays you really like on each side. DeLon Wright's my play on on FanDuel. I really love like. I don't like Buddy Hill on either side just because his price is up there and that scares me a little bit with him. Um and but on but on FanDuel, you have to play I mean on DraftKings, sorry, you have to play uh Bagley. You you have to play him. He's five point nine K over there. Like wow. they they didn't increase his price at all. Like I don't get it. I, I usually you expect DK to do that, not FanDuel, but FanDuel got it right a little bit. Um and I think that they're going to, and I think Harrison Barnes is going to be out again. Um, and Metu, and Metu too, as well. So I, I love getting to Marvin Bagley on DK. I love getting DeLon right on FanDuel. On the other side, give me, give me all the DeMar DeRozan and DeJounte Murray possible. Just give me them. And, and, the, and you can even throw Kelvin Johnson into that mix too, because I know he's going to be low owned and, and his prize is at 5k on, on FanDuel and he's at uh what is he on and he's 4-9 on DraftKings to just give me those three guys from there on that side as, as much as I can handle um it, this game should be competitive fast paced and I, I I would not expect nothing from De, uh, if DeMar Rosen doesn't have a bounce back monster game in this matchup yeah, I like it a lot. You know, you, you target people from Sacramento quite a bit. And this is one of those matchups where maybe some of these guys go overlooked because the only there's so many other teams that have injuries and guys are in better situations. And maybe that keeps the Rosen's ownership in check. Maybe that keeps Murray's ownership in check a little bit because they're kind of just regular guys on this slate, if, if you will. But they're in the best matchup on the slate still. So maybe you get a little discount on that ownership. Uh, and you know the whole thing with the lawn rate. I, I'm I want to see what his ownership comes in at. Uh, I don't know. I mean he 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 won't be you know sixty to eighty percent again. But if you'll get to that point where if that thing drops to like twenty percent, then maybe I'm interested, right? Because he's going to play thirty five forty. All right. I don't know if I want to play him at chalk tomorrow. I, I think there's a time and a place for everything. When he was fifty two hundred on Fanduel the other day, like we talked about, it's like don't even think about it. Now at least there's a little bit of like, well, okay, he's getting up there. But I see what you're saying. I think you've got a really high floor. I think you play him in cash games. Uh, you agree with that? Would you play him in cash, Delon? Right? Yeah, I'll play him in cash games definitely, especially when we get the news that um, 
that that uh, Darren Fox is out before Locke. So right. he's definitely someone to to look at for sure. Um, Terrence Davis too. I forgot to mention him. He's another guy that if you want to not play the line right, I think you can get on him. Like yeah. as a as as a as a you know that's like a glue guy on your team, not maybe on your fantasy team, not like a a stud to stand out, but he can still have an, a monster game at any given moment. We saw what he did when he was with the Raptors after getting called out by Nick Nurse, so it can happen. You know, everybody was thinking, why did they bring in Terrence Davis? Why did they bring in Delon? Right. Well, now he looks like a genius because Fox has been out, right? You know, Barnes missed some time. And when they're healthy, there's a log jam there, too. A lot of weird compilation of talent on that team, too. But, yeah, I think you make a lot of good points. And uh, we got to talk about the Lakers in Portland. We've, uh, was this our last game of the card? I think it is. Did we miss any? Yes, it is. I don't think right. we missed any. Well, AD didn't come back tonight. So we got that news while we were talking here. And it's Portland, who we know plays absolutely no defense. And we know LeBron James is out. Dennis Schroeder, is he still missing some time, too? Yeah, he's out. Yeah. Boy, this is going to be interesting here. A little late-night hammer value. Andre Drummond, is Andre Drummond getting fired back up here, Boogie, with the new news we got here? He's going to get fired up, but it's still a tough matchup for him, I think, against Nurkic. That's my problem. Um, I really do like, though, Kyle Kuzma. Like, since since this since um Davis got hurt tonight, I don't think he's gonna play tomorrow. And Kyle Kuzma's at 5.5k. Just honestly, just lock him in and just hope that he like they don't play defense in Portland at all. So you don't need to worry about it. He should have a monster game regardless. Like just expect probably Kuzma to take at least 20 to 25 shots, I would say. Be the number one scoring um um option on that team. Um Taylor Horn targets already out, so that that sucks a little bit. It, like this is a perfect game you want to target players from um, on the Lakers side, but there's no one to target it with talent besides Kyle Kuzma. He's going to be probably the most popular play I would assume tomorrow on the slate, just from the way everything's shaking out. Um, and he and it's warranted, but he should he should thrive in this matchup. Um, Montrez Harrell's another great option at 4.5K. I think he's, they're going to need him and his size um, and his energy out there to just help and get some boards. And probably, hopefully, we can see them play alongside with um, with Drummond. I don't know how much they're going to do it, but you can. And you now you have to play also Alex Caruso. He's someone I think that is definitely in play now for sure. Just based on the match, just based on all the, the injury situations the Lakers are going through. And this is still an important game for them. I don't think the Lakers want to miss the playoffs. So <laughs> they're going to be running their guys out there, I think, for as many minutes as they can handle as long as this game is competitive. Um, so that also makes me think that Lillard, McCollum, Nurkic, and even Enos Kanter as a dark horse GVB play is, are all great plays tomorrow. Yeah, because you can throw all the season-long stats out the window for this one throw out the pace, throw out the offensive and defensive efficiencies. This ain't the same Lakers team that's been racking up those stats all year. This is a, a YMCA team, if you will. Yeah, no no offense to the guys in the court from L.A., but you're going to see all these guys we just talked about. And Drummond's been a foul machine, too. He picked up 4,020 minutes on Thursday. Now they're down by 25 as we speak right now. And uh, you're right. I mean, if Montrezl Harold accidentally slips into 25 to 30 minutes at 4,500, 
<laughs> we got a slate breaker there. That's mm-hmm. that's a nice dart throw. I like what you're saying about Kuzma. He's going to have to take the reins of this offense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a good matchup. Like, Portland's so bad defensively that maybe L.A. keeps it close for three, three and a half quarters. Very possible. So, yeah, run it back. Run it back with Lillard. Run it back with, you know, whoever you want. It looks like Norman Powell is probable. Um, so, uh, I think this could be a very interesting 10 o'clock Eastern game. It's going to be a late one on Friday, Dre. So Yeah, you're going to definitely need I think I think you probably – might need someone from this game because someone if you don't if you don't play no one from this game someone's sneaky and don't be surprised if you're not in first if you're in first place and you fall out because someone sneaky from this game might break the slate. I'm like I just I could just see it happening. Like I said, cancer I, I think cancer even in 20 minutes could get 38, 40 fantasy points in this matchup. There's no one that's gonna be able to stop him because he's gonna come off the bench and be against that second unit who has no one there. It's this is just a prime matchup where you can see where you, where you know that the offenses are condensed and we know who the main pieces are that are going to score and, and put up the points for, for each team and each side. So I, I, I love it. I, I love it for sure. And it's definitely someone on some of these players I'm going to have in GPPs for sure. I might honestly be under the weight on, on Kuzma though, because he has, he's, he's a hit or miss guy. He's a, definitely a GPP guy for sure. Um, and I know he's probably going to be the most popular and highest on player. A uh, player of the slate at five point five k on a uh, on a uh, Fanduel. That that's gonna have to. A lot of news is gonna have to break. We're gonna have to see what's really going on with Anthony Davis, and uh, you know he didn't come back tonight. That's all we know as of right now. And <laughs> well, they're down by twenty, so may, maybe he's all right. But at the same time, they're fighting for their playoff lives too. I would love to see Curry against LeBron in a playing tournament oh. game. What are your thoughts on the playing? What are your thoughts on the playing tournament? What do you think about the tournament? I don't know. Like last year, I didn't get the I didn't get the excitement from it. Um, I thought it was okay. It was something for the last year for the bubble, but this year I think it's going to be more exciting just from the simple fact that it's the it's not just one seed. I mean, not just one game for one seeding. It's it's two games for two playoff spots that are being assigned in each conference. So. I love it. I, I love it. And I'm interested in seeing how it is shakes out. Uh, to me, it's going to be, I think the NBA will have a success if you get a second game. If you get just a just just a regular, you know, one and done situation and that first game, the, the, the top seeds win, then they might have to scrap it because it's not going to be fun. So I think it's all going to ride on that. Yeah. Hey, I got to tip my cap to Adam Silver, though, for trying to shake things up. Some players love it. Some GMs love it. LeBron all of a sudden hates it now that he's on the line. Didn't say a word about it the past two years. Now he hates it. But of course, when when the game, when things aren't going the King's way, of course he's gonna hate it. Funny story. Uh, I don't know if Chief ever told you about this. Chief said he pitched the idea of the playing tournament to the NBA and got a response for it. You have to talk to him. Uh, when next time you see him, when you talk to him, ask him about that story. I gotta see. I gotta hear this. I I gotta um, see receipts for that. We gotta see receipts. What's up? <laughs> he has it. He ha- oh, when he was explaining, I couldn't believe it. I started laughing. So the so. chief is the mastermind behind the playing tournament. Now, man, I'm, I can't believe I didn't hear the story. If they actually did this and didn't give him any credit, I, I, you just blew my mind here with that one. <laughs> whoever whoever he gave the information to, I'm pretty sure they might have got a promotion. 
Yeah. <laughs> now Chief's stuck here with me recording the morning grind instead of working, you know, some six-figure suit job. But, hey, where would you rather be? Right here making some money on the morning grind. <laughs> that will be Monday's conversation. If he doesn't listen to this podcast, I'm just going to throw it at him on the air when we record on Sunday night. I'm like, you started the playing tournament, didn't you? This was you. This was you. Yeah, definitely do that for sure. He'll, he'll, he'll. He'll be he'll get on a long little little conversation about that, but it's a good one. It really is. It's a great story. Man, that's crazy. Well, in honor of Chief, who will be back on Monday, by the way. GPP food of the day. Dre, you got any ideas? Or tell me about like what's your favorite local place in New York? You know, there's obviously a million options. I know what Brooklyn's like, I know what the city's like. You know, where are some of your favorite spots out there? I know we got some listeners up in the city. Um, well, I live an hour outside of New York City, but when I'm down the city, um, I, 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 it depends on what I'm looking for. I have this one um, Italian restaurant I love going to called Frankie and Johnny's in the Bronx. One of the best is in the um, northern Bronx, one of my favorite places to go, uh, especially being from there. And then also Nick's Pizza, best pizza I've ever had in my life, the sauce. If you like, you know, I'm a, I feel like I'm a pizza connoisseur. So the sauce in the pizza is amazing. You, you got, you got to try it out here in New York and in the Bronx. Um, if upstate here, I'm going to take it to Hudson Taco. It's a local place that we have up here. Um, pretty good. I love their food. It's, it's, it's always, always, always a pleasure to have, um, some tacos and, and a nice little bowl from them. Uh, and I think that's really about it as far as like local places. Um, I do some of the chain restaurants sometimes, but I try to see if I can keep it local, you know, get that bit, get that money back to local businesses. Absolutely, man. That, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. I tell you what, I, I'm originally from New York too, born on Long Island, spent some time in the city. Like I said, I miss just being able to roll out of bed, going to grab a, a good bagel, you know, get it yes. oh. or something with it. I, you know, I live in PA here. Brought my girlfriend to New York. We went together for the first time before the pandemic. And I'm like, listen, I don't know if you ever had a bagel and some pizza here, but we're doing both. I don't care if you're hungry or not. And I said, it's, it's, it's the same. Your life's going to be changed. So, man, I mean, you got any good bagel spots? What, what's your go-to nah, bagel? You got any bagel? I mean, I mean, not like now it's just everything's out of a store. But like yeah. back in the day, do you remember this back in the day where you say like, Go to walk to school. Like I remember going. I remember walking to public school every single morning, stopping by the little, um, the little uh, cart with the bagel, the bagel cart with the hot chocolate. Oh my god, those were oh, yeah. days. Those are amazing. I miss those days back then. Those, that's the nineties. Growing up in the nineties was yep. just one of the best times to be alive, in my opinion. So yep. yeah, to me, that's like one of my favorite bagel spots to ever have. Um, just catch it. Yeah, and then also. Um, if I had to choose one up here, though, I'm going to say Orange County Bagel up here in New York. Um, nice. um, have a couple spots up here. They, they're pretty good. I uh, love their bagels. Man, the 90s were different. Total sidebar here before we go. I had to explain to my girlfriend's five-year-old today that when we grew up and we were his age, we had house phones. Like, yes. we didn't have, he did, it didn't even, like, click in his mind. I'm just thinking, man, technology, I mean – come so far man yeah oh yeah i was just i was just talking about this um a couple um weeks ago to a couple of my friends how we used to like be say of late night and we used to call it jones and talking to the girls on the house phone like yeah. i'm sorry i gotta call you uh it didn't happen also the little uh, playing the little r&b music and calling to the radio stations <laughs> yeah oh those were the times back then 
when you had to sneak in those uh, late house calls, you know, phone rings once or you're in trouble, man. It was yep. much harder to hustle back then. You know, you, you, you got in trouble a lot easier back then. Now you just, you know, 12 year olds texting. And it's like, man, we, I sound, we sound so old, like talking about this crazy. Oh yeah. I feel, I feel old. Trust me. I've had someone like, even when I'm at work, ask me how to use a fax machine. I'm like, bro, I'm only 30. I'm only 30. How like I, I just feel like Jack, I said it's a technology has just changed so much in that time frame. Just it is it's incredible. But you know, I miss those days. I wouldn't mind even getting back to those days for a couple days, you know, not 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 a whole long time, but a couple days. Cause it's fun making money from your phone, you know, and, and being able to do this. Absolutely. Hey, 15 years ago, like when you had the Motorola foot phones, you accidentally hit the internet button and you're freaking out that you're going to get yeah. charged. Now we're on the internet every 30 seconds getting push notifications when Anthony Davis gets hurt every other hour. But uh, real quick, I also want to plug Super Draft, our sponsor. Big shout out to them. They're changing the game over there at Super Draft. No salaries. They do multipliers, so you can play whoever you want. Cool dynamic, Super Draft. Check them out. They're in the app store. Use promo code grinders, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. Well, that's about it. Covered a lot of ground here, Dre. Where can the people find you on Twitter and what kind of content do you do for Roto Grinders? You know, what are you usually on and you know, what do you got going on in the next couple of days for RG? Um, you can find me on Twitter, BX Boogie Dre. Um, and if you have any questions, I'm on vacation for the rest of the week until Tuesday. So you can hit me up on there. I so try to answer any questions in general. Just just bear with me sometimes. I take a while to get back. Um, but this week I got pretty much um doing MLB content over the weekend. So want to get some MLB plays. Hopefully, you know, they've been good for me lately. Uh so hopefully, you know, we can give you some good plays to win. I'll be on um actually the show tomorrow afternoon too for NBA. Uh, Grinders Live at 4.30. You can see me on there if you have anything that you want to talk further over with the slate. Hopefully when it develops into a little bit more, I'll be able to give you a little bit more information. Awesome stuff, man. Well, thanks a lot for joining, filling in. I'm sure we'll we'll be on a pod in the near future together. Congrats on the big week. And, uh, you know, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. By any time. Glad to be here. Hopefully we do it all again sometimes. Maybe make it a three. Let's make it a three-man next time with, and get Will on here too. Yeah, maybe you should hop on when we ask him about starting the league playing game. I'd love, I just want to see his face. I'll ask him about it. He'll probably be like, you blow my spot up, Trey? What the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, anytime, man. You're welcome on. Welcome on. We're about to get out of here. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Be safe. Have fun. More importantly, good luck. So for Dre, I'm Luch. Have a good weekend and take care.